This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hi everyone, my name is Matt Manning, Technical Service Consultant of the BT Technical Services team. A group of qualified individuals who can help you as advisors by answering any technical related advice inquiries you may have. On the 20th of July, I delivered episode 55 of our fortnightly webinar series titled 2022-23 Contribution Strategies. If you're interested but missed, you can still watch On Demand by clicking on this session in the webinars menu of BT Academy. There are a few questions from advisors during and after the session, which is great, so this podcast addresses five of those questions. Question one. There are various questions relating to the order of operation when utilising carry-forward concessional contributions, such as Adam in case study one of the webinar. So the answer is the cap of the current financial year is used first. For the current 22-23 financial year, the 22-23 cap of 27500 is used first. Where a client is eligible to utilise carry-forward concessional contributions, any amount above the 27500 is allocated to any unused concessional cap from 1819, as this was the first year an unused amount could accrue, then any unused concessional cap amount from 1920, etc. So if the concessional cap is exhausted for the financial year of the contribution, the remaining amount is allocated on a first accrued, first used basis. Slide 10 of the webinar contains a matrix which illustrates. Question 2. Should I still perform a recontribution strategy for estate planning purposes if the client has an account-based pension which is grandfathered? I did just touch on during this session, uh, so to provide some more comprehensive thoughts, like a lot of advice matters, it really does depend on the specifics. So for Social Security payment purposes, an account-based pension is grandfathered if it was commenced prior to 1 January 2015 and the account holder has continuously received an income support payment such as age pension since 1 January 2015. And in most but not all cases, the retaining the grandfather status is preferred due to the income test assessment. So say if a client has $500,000 in an account-based pension and you're considering withdrawing $330,000 for a recontribution strategy, and commencing a new pension with the recontributed funds. The end result would be 170000 still remaining in a grandfathered account-based pension and 330000 in an account-based pension which will be subject to deeming for income means test purposes. So if considering unfa- ungrandfathering an account-based pension, the potential benefits of the strategy should be compared with the potential advantages of ungrandfathering the account-based pension. In this context, a potential advantage would be lowering the amount of death benefits tax if the death benefit were to be paid to a non-dependent, but also in other cases, the fee saving, etc. With the potential disadvantage being immediate or future reduction in the rate of age pension or other social security payments, or an increase of the income tested portion of the aged care means tested care fee. Whether there could be an impact in the future could become relevant considering that we're in a historically low deeming rate environment. Now, with interest rates on the way up, this may well change in the future, although during the election campaign, both major parties proposed a two-year freeze to deeming rates. Given the future nature of these variables, it's impossible to perform a calculation from what might happen. So as a suggestion, after performing the objective calculation based on the status quo, the team's social security calculator does have a functionality We can also run, at a click of a button, the calculation again, except with the deeming rates being higher than the current 0.25 and 2.25, 
to determine if a future increase in deeming rates is likely to have an impact on the rate of payment. If you don't already have, you can receive a copy of this calculator and be on the distribution list for future versions by emailing technical at btfinancialgroup.com with the subject line of Social Security Calculator, subscribe. <clears throat> Question 3 related to Case Study 5 on slides 30 to 31. This involved Betty, who is age 75, however one of the exceptions applies because she attains age 75 in June 2022. So the question is why is Betty's 2022-23 non-concessional cap 110,000? This is because of the interaction of two rules. Firstly, the contributions cap is 110,000 because as Betty attained age 75 in June 2022, she was not age 74 or younger as at 1 July 22, which is the criteria to trigger the bring forward. Usually this would mean a non-concessional cap of nil, however because of the contribution exception rules, subject to the other criteria, she'll be able to contribute within 28 days from the end of the month of attaining age 75. <clears throat> this means Betty 2022-23 non-concessional cap is 110,000, however the contribution needs to occur by the 28th of July. Question 4. For case study 5, I also mentioned that the clients contribute up to $200,000 each as a small business CGT contribution if they bypass the active asset reduction. This is for the small business concessions. But the question was can a client also bypass in that situation the ordinary 50% discount? So for the vast majority of situations including case study 5 of the webinar, applying the 50% CGT ordinary discount is compulsory. So after offsetting crystallized capital losses, most have to apply the 50% ordinary discount if the asset was owned for 12 months or more. The 50% ordinary discount can only be bypassed if the asset was purchased pre-21 September 1999, as in this unusual situation where the retirement exemption rather than the 15-year exemption would still be relevant, the client could choose the indexation method to apply instead of the discount method. Question 5. When a client over the age 60 is performing a withdrawal as part of a withdrawal recontribution strategy, how should the withdrawal from an account-based pension be processed? So prior to the withdrawal, the member should elect that the amount should be treated as a lump sum commutation. Now, for most, the lump sum commutation versus pension payment distinction really doesn't matter. However, lump sum commutation instead of the pension payment may be critical if the account-based pension is grandfathered for Social Security purposes. This is because lump sum commutations are not assessed as income, whereas pension payments above the non-assessable portion are income for income test purposes. A recontribution strategy would likely involve amounts which would cause the client's rate of payment under the Social Security Income Test to fall for nil as a result of those that extra income. Also, lump sum commutations from an account-based pension count as a transfer balance cap debit event, whereas pension payments do not. For some, this could become advantageous if in the future the client receives a death benefit as a pension and becomes impacted by the transfer balance cap. We well, hope this has given you some insight into the key considerations around contributions during 2020-23 financial year. Issues such as these are what our team loves to discuss, not only our fortnightly BT Academy webinar series, but also when we speak to advisors around strategy and legislative support when formulating advice for the clients. Don't forget you can watch all of our previous BT Academy episodes, plus register for the upcoming live sessions, which allow you to participate in live polls, Q&A and discussions. 
You can do this by heading to www.bt.com.au slash professional and following the links to the BT Academy webinar series. Jesse Pettigrew, the Head of Sustainability and ESG, will be hosting our next webinar, episode 56, on practical steps for considering sustainable investments for your clients, taking place on Wednesday the 3rd of August at 12 New South Wales Standard Time. In the meantime, if you have any technical questions, you can contact BT Tech Services on 1800 655 901 or technical.btfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.